0: That's Off the Record with Bill and Bobby Best on KAKU 88.5 FM. Bobby is here once again. Yay!
1: And my job is to say thank you to Maui Toyota.
0: That's right. They underwrite the show. Each and every Tuesday and Thursday, we're live... And uh, we have a chance to talk with some of the most remarkable and interesting movers and shakers and, uh, and Quakers. I think we've interviewed a few Quakers. Well, um, we've
1: had a, a t- rabbi and a Tibetan guru and a Kong mm-hmm. teacher and a Kundalini teacher, but we have to find a Quaker.
0: Got to get a Quaker.
1: I just also want to say that we repeat this show on Tuesdays at 9 a.m. and Fridays at 2 p.m.
0: Now you can't see Bobby; she's uh, in her alcove, as I like to call it, but uh, you can see our guest today once again, Barry Wurst. Morning, everyone. Critic extraordinaire. Thank you. And
1: this, this show is about movies, and do you remember the, the line when he said, go to your bedroom, and he said, I don't have a bedroom, well, go to your alcove. Do you remember that one?
0: <laughs> a Thousand Clowns. Ah, A Thousand Clowns. A Thousand okay. Clowns. <laughs>
2: Very
1: nice. How many yeah.
2: times Go have you alcohol. seen that? We've seen that a lot. Uh, you know, I, ha- I last time I saw Thousand Clowns was film school. Yeah, I watched it yeah. once, but I really liked it.
0: And I got to play the Jason Robards part nice. here on Maui uh, years and years and years ago.
1: Before we ago. met.
0: <laughs> yeah, with the Valley Isle players.
1: Fantastic.
0: Uh, yeah, that was a great opportunity. and uh, I could just- see you doing the Jason Robards role yeah not now though i 'm too old. he was supposed to be like an uncle, you know, okay. so and he was still in his younger somewhat younger years, mm-hmm. so it it worked but uh not what a, a
1: grand a, uncle
0: what a great film that was I, I i never get tired of seeing it if it comes up on the screen yeah another one that i I had a chance to play uh, um, uh da, 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 in uh arsenic and old lace oh yeah i I got to play uh I can't, now I can't think of his was name. Was it the Karloff role? Or no, no, I got to play the Teddy, the, Teddy, Teddy, okay. the horn, horn playing, the charge. Nice. That was <laughs> that was a lot of fun too, and another one of my favorites, Arsenic and Old Lace. Just a, brilliant stuff. Yeah. So, uh, and
1: Barry, you directed. Were you in plays as well? Uh, yeah,
2: yeah. Um, I, have a, I had a whole other life as a, as a theater guy. Um, I started off being taught by the great Sue Ann Loudon, uh-huh. who, uh, oh, taught yeah. over at Baldwin Theater Guild. Yeah, I had some great experiences working with her and learned just a world of information from her. Went to Colorado, go to college. I was only supposed to be gone for a couple of years, but I wound up being there for a very long time, and I did so much theater. Uh, did, I did, I think it really was about 10 productions a year, musicals, Shakespeare, wow. everything. Just just yeah. lived the life of a, of a thespian, and, mm-hmm. I, and I absolutely loved it. Um, and that's how I was telling you I met my wife because I directed a play that she wrote, and mm-hmm. it wound up being this very personal, semi-autobiographical piece that she wrote, and I wound up playing her father, <laughs> um, who I wound up oh. meeting you know like a little while later and i was very sheepish about it but thankfully i was playing a caricature of what her father was and uh, i could do an impression of her father now but at the time it was really <laughs> you know it was it was an interesting thing to you know because she was writing about about just uh, it was this play about how my wife was uh, at the time uh, she was a college student she really felt like there was a lot that her family wasn't understanding about her um so it was a very personal emotional piece um you know, and, and then to actually get to meet her family. It was uh it, it was a very humbling experience.
0: Wow. So anyway. So you married a theater girl. I did. Uh, wow.
1: And were you in Sue Ann Loudon's class <laughs> with Brian Cohen and uh
2: No, this was actually uh that came they they're a little bit ahead of me. Um Let's see. Because I did theater for her primarily in 1995. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, I did her. I was in her production of The Wizard of Oz, and then I spent a whole summer doing The Sound of Music for her. And my brother, Marty, also did some theater for her. My brother, Marty Wurst, uh, was in the, uh, the Wiz and Grease and did all these productions with her. So it was, it was really fun because I came back from college checking up on, hey, how's it going, Miss Loudon? And everybody knew who my brother was. They all forgot who I was, but they all knew <laughs> who my brother was, so I was, which I thought was the coolest thing.
0: Um, yeah. And is your uh, wife still writing? Yeah, actually she is. Great. Yeah, she's a great writer. Yeah. 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 And does she publish?
2: At the moment, she's working on a screenplay, actually. Really? But, uh, yeah, yeah, not... So uh, mostly
0: screenplays, uh, plays and she, she does a little
2: of everything, yeah. She, um, but she she hasn't published in a while. Yeah. Yeah, yeah whereas I'm, I'm writing all the time. But, yeah, she... Uh, she has, uh, yeah, yeah. She's working on some, on some, some different pieces. But yeah, she's a very talented writer.
0: So you are a professional critic. Um, yeah, yeah. Somehow or another, you've got a certificate on your wall somewhere. <laughs> I don't. No? no. There's no certificate. A little statue. Something.
2: When I was nine years old, it was the only job I wanted. I really. I decided. You're a up- critic my father well I grew up in a, in a movie family my mom was in Japanese B-movies back in the 1950s she was really? in a, a series of movies called Maboro Shitanto she lived in uh, in Japan and my uh, my late wonderful brilliant grandmother got her a role in these these Japanese serials and these, these Japanese superhero movies my mom played the American princess and all of her lines were in Japanese all of her scripts were in kanji and so in every episode she was the American princess who had to be saved by Maboro Shitanto yeah, There's yeah. one really great episode a brilliant episode really where the whole episode it's her ominously brushing this doll's hair and there's all these ominous close-ups of this doll and then it's at one point in the episode very late in the episode Maboro Shitansu bursts through the door takes my mom's doll throws it out the window and the doll explodes Whoa, wow. awesome <laughs> so I grew up with that my father also my parents were students over at Monolulu College back when there was Monolulu College and they were both really heavy in theater and the arts. So I grew up in a a family of just people loving theater and arts and film and television. So I always felt you know, just I felt, it was just a world I felt very comfortable in. So I was nine years old. My dad took me to see this B movie called mm. Alan Quatermain and the Lost City of oh, Gold sure. with yeah. Richard Chamberlain and, yeah. and Sharon Stone. Yeah. Movie that kind tried a B movie, very much. Yeah, very much wanted to be like Indiana Jones. And they did not have the budget no, for it. No, no. So I, uh, my dad took me to see this movie. We're driving home, and I'm just, I love this movie, and I'm just using all these, you know, movie critic hyperbole. I'm like, Dad, that was thrilling and awesome and suspenseful. I just loved it. And I don't know if he, and I generally to this day he doesn't remember. I don't know if he was trying to shut me up or if he really just wanted to encourage me, but he said, Barry, when you get home, why don't you write a movie review about it? So I did, and I've been doing that ever since. So that yeah. was when I was nine. Do you still
0: have that first one? I do, and it's Dude. a
2: dreadful, dreadful <laughs> piece of writing. I will never show it to anyone. It's so embarrassing. But uh, it was when I was 30 years old. Um, I became a member of the Denver Film Critics Society, and I got my press credentials and started writing for Maui Time Weekly, and I've been, been doing that ever since. Wow. And, yeah, it yeah. took me 30 years to get the job I always wanted when I was a kid. So yeah. I want to encourage people, go for go for that job. Don't do the job that you want to do, that you're good at. Go for the one thing that you love to do.
1: That's just what Oprah says. She says, yep. remember what you wanted to do when you were a child. Oprah yeah. is
2: right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oprah yeah. is absolutely right about that. And the that. people
1: who are successful, like Peter Niramore, he knew he wanted to make furniture since he was young. Yeah. And if you really remember that and, and go for it, because... It's just what you focus on and keep doing that you're going to get good at.
0: But very often parents don't encourage the children to do the very thing that right. they know. That's true. I was that way. I was, well, my mother was encouraging, but uh, I, I was uh, I just wanted to do artwork. That was my you know, main interest, and my mother was an artist, so uh, she did encourage me in that way. But but uh, other people. <laughs>
1: Oh, no. I'm giving you my microphone. <laughs>
0: McCartney Mike McCartney we were you know we were were known he was about coming you. Barry. <laughs>
3: I am his agent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to ensure that you don't do any of your ambush journalism on my esteemed client Mr. Worst.
0: <laughs> no
3: slander him? and absolutely no questions if he were a tree. what kind of tree would he be?
0: Yeah, I was going to ask, you know, favorite color, uh, favorite uh, tartan. Uh,
2: tartan, nice. Tartan,
0: yeah. Well, I've heard things about you. I know it's, you're an utmost
3: professional, so well, please keep it that right. way. Yes, yes. And as president of the Barbara Hershey Fan Club, I appreciate it. Uh, mention a thousand clowns
0: yes and if you don't know uh, mike mccartney then evidently you never listen to the radio never listen to the radio because he's on every station you can't avoid him there's no station (laughs)
2: 102.1 is the michael mccartney station by the way
0: he's not on the christian station i hear Um, not yet
2: but
3: it'll uh, happen
0: and uh, i've fallen from grace i used to be (laughs) i still got my fish
3: t-shirt on
1: did you always (laughs) want to be a dj since you were little
3: uh this interview is supposed to be aimed at mr worth <laughs> i work hard for my 15%
1: no so Barry, is your friends,
3: friends. <laughs> enough pleasantries but uh f- quick uh, hello to you from michael john yes yes uh, trish dish and tanya teal they all hey, send oh, their best oh, to you both good, yes, very good all yeah. right
0: Chido, Chivo had nothing to say?
3: No, Chivo doesn't. He's yeah, still a, he doesn't. There's still yeah. a problem between the two of you. Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: well, I, I always make it personal, but this is really supposed to be about movies, so uh, go ahead, guys. Yeah, okay.
0: yeah, okay. Uh, let's talk about we, movies. you got a stack of movies well, here, I buddy. So let's, and uh, yeah. you are going to teach uh, <clears throat> a class in horror films. Horror films,
2: that's this fall so, at UHMC. I brought one of my favorites. Oh, my gosh, Return of the Living Dead. Oh, Why, no. Folks, the this Dead. is <laughs> the video cassette, folks. Wait, uh, is that the one where <laughs> brains, I want brains?
3: yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> you the, even rewound kill, it too. It's been rewound.
0: This is magnificent. The, he was the, kind. He rewound. They kill the cops, and then they get on the and Send more cops. It's- it's Mars. Michael John. Well, it, I expect Larry's going to appear magically somehow. Oh, he's right there. He's right, there. And, right. And, and, well, looking there, down there, on us. Of course, here. ring the bell, will you please? Hey. Make it official. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is almost the tub again. <laughs> uh, Michael John, of course, uh, the uh, esteemed wife of uh, our our founder, really, Larry John. I mean, I wouldn't be here on Kku if it weren't for Larry. For heaven's sakes. So, um, so we we love uh, Larry and uh, and Michael. Just great to see you. Great and see you. Mike McCartney.
3: Quite a segue to the return
0: of the Living Dead. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of yes, the return of the Living Dead. Well, what I love about this movie is uh, its sense of humor. Yes. Because so often I mean, you see the Walking Dead, you see so many zombie movies, and I have had it with the zombie movies. Uh, and it, it oh, they take it so seriously. Right.
2: This was the first one to have a sense of humor about it, So The very first one because yeah. at this point we had oh, Do, yeah. uh, Dawn of the Dead had just come out of this one where they take over the mall and, and the Romero films <laughs> were yes.
0: had no sense of humor. No, they're they're far. deadly
2: serious and they're brilliant. But this was yeah, but, this was the antidote for that because it's right. it's funny and sick and it's like a mad magazine parody yeah. of a zombie movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's just one of the great, And it's
2: got nudity so. too, kids, so
0: a little bit, yeah. Zombies and, talk. And and it's it's, it's yeah, just if you haven't seen it this is uh, just it's one It's a great of my movie. It clue it Gallagher? I'm trying to remember who was in this film. Yeah, who's in this one? Yeah, that's
3: okay. right. It is clear. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that like I don't know 35 years ago.
0: But I, I love the discs because you get uh, all the extras and if uh, if you've seen Citizen Kane uh or not That's a Happy Gilmore production, isn't it? This yes. That's right. Uh and uh,
2: can I be honest with you about Citizen Kane? Yeah. Not my favorite Orson Welles movie.
0: No, really. And I don't,
2: I'm not trying to be a contrarian. I swear to you, I love Touch of Evil. That's yeah, my favorite Orson Welles Because right, yeah. I've seen Kane. Kane's brilliant. Um, I've, I've been told you know, that movie is like a film school in itself. If you want to learn how a movie is made, watch Citizen Kane. It is brilliant. It's a but masterpiece. But don't just
0: watch the movie. Uh, you really need the disc because you get all these – special features you get the director talking over the movie and pointing out specific things so i love the discs and uh, mo- most often if you stream movies you're not going to get any of no those. no you're absolutely so right was orson welles still alive to do a narration of his film no
3: so, what do you mean the no, directors doing? Well, their... they,
0: they have other people.
3: Oh, okay. They people, people so. like Mr. Worst here. Yeah,
2: but I'll tell you what—you're absolutely right, Bill. Because with discs, it's like film school in a box. A lot of these editions—they yeah. are absolutely just packed. Even with, even something like this—I have a two-disc edition of *Return of the Living Dead* oh, at home, do. and I'll have to loan <laughs> it to you. It's fantastic. It's everything you've ever wanted to know about the movie. They even have the rough cut print on it, burned from a video cassette copy on the disc. It's 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 a uh, it's just okay. a wealth of riches. Yeah
0: um king kong the original of course was uh yeah amazing it's
2: fantastic fey ray uh, can't beat that yeah this one
3: uh this, I that's loved. the
0: 2005 version you're yeah holding. this is the 2005 i actually version. just
3: watched that last night with naomi Watts. really yeah it was on television yeah and i got hooked
0: it, it, it's a three lot of freaking fun. hours
3: it's a lot of fun the titanic of king kong movies yeah. it really is yeah <laughs>
2: Did you think that Adrian Brody was a little too contemporary? Because I did. I'm, that's the only thing about the movie I'm not in love with. I don't think that he really? was the best choice for that character. Uh, I like him, and I love the movie. And who else was in that Jack, uh, Black. Jack oh, Black. Jack Black, yeah. yeah you don't think of... he was more contemporary? I think it works. He's a ham, and that role needed a ham. Yeah, okay. I, think I, I. Yeah. I think it worked. What else you got? The player, One of the best. One of the best. And this uh,
0: uh, had a scene, the scene in the very beginning, uh, they made a big deal about because it was about a 20-minute shot. Uh, It's really fun to see. And some people might not even notice it, but it just... It went on for about 20 minutes, un- seemingly uncut.
2: It, it is it is a one-take shot. It took them days to choreograph it. Most of the cast is in that shot. It is incredible, and it's, it's it's a lot of dialogue. It starts in the parking lot of a movie studio, and it basically weaves its way into the studio, in and out. You're watching characters pitch movies. Basically, in in the space of just a few minutes, you get what the film is about. It takes you into that world. And it's Robert Altman, so it's, it's voyeuristic. You're constantly looking at things from behind plants or behind walls. You feel like the audience. Sneaking up and everything and Overlapping dialogue Overlapping dialogue The, the dialogue just like that right yeah. now Where <laughs> characters are constantly speaking over Which is how people talk in real life so. yeah, yeah. yeah His movies are the best I love Altman I mean, and There's only
1: one person that talks and waits And the other person waits Typically no Typically yeah. like his oh. it feels... Can you hear that Bill?
2: I can't remember Was he He was fired
3: from Maroon Because he had the actors Talking over one another He was trying another? to make a
2: Robert Altman movie Right yeah. It was a studio uh. film They're like What the <laughs> heck are you doing Yeah, yeah they didn't It's get like
0: it just three astronauts in a capsule and I should point out only 588 at Blockbuster. 588. <laughs> wow.
2: That's a that's a good
0: deal, right? As a
3: spoiler alert, what they're talking about in in the pitch in the beginning of the film actually happens at the very end of the movie. It's like the best part of the movie. It's that's just, right. it's so satisfying when you actually see what they kept talking about actually happened.
2: Well, Buck Henry too. He has a cameo where he talks about the graduate too. They made that movie. It was the Jennifer Aniston film. Rumor has it yep. it's almost the same movie that they're pitching in the film, and that you know, and that came out 15 years later. So it's still it's funny. The movie came out in 1992. It's still very applicable. You can't get a movie made unless it stars Julia Roberts or Bruce Willis. That's still true.
0: <laughs> and Tim Robbins uh, was uh, terrific in the film. Yes. And I, I'll watch it just about anything with Tim Robbins yeah. uh, in it. Uh, the Hudsucker Pro- suck is one of my been, favorites, and that's been playing for uh just recently on tv for a long time you could you would never see it people are just discovering it it's the
2: only coen brothers movie that was a complete and total flop but i love that yeah, film. jennifer it's jason awesome. lee just she's amazing amazing yeah.
0: in that film. yeah and yeah. coen brothers films are just uh, yeah some of my favorites i'm
2: teaching uh, a section on blood simple in a couple weeks Blood simple that was yeah, first
0: grabbed film. us when we first saw it because i was part of a group of people we'd get together we had a friend who had a huge Huge beta collection, and she would get movies from Hollywood, from friends who would send her stuff, and we'd get together and we'd all watch movies. People don't do for that twelve very hours
1: much. at a stretch. Yeah, that sounds great. Oh, I'm down for that.
0: That was binging as a group, and yeah. food that went, went with the movies and everything. It was great fun, but people just you know now with streaming. Oh yeah, I can watch that at home. It's just just doesn't have it's the, different. Yeah, yeah, the compelling aspect of it. So, uh, here's a movie that most people don't know about. I love that the film cook, so the much. The the thief, his wife, and, and her lover. Her lover. Yeah. And
3: the rating on that film, Bill, is? It's, it's,
0: NC-17. 17. One of the
2: first. Yeah. It's a dirty, dirty movie. But and it a really was a blockbuster here in Kahalui on the shelf. I Was,
3: was like, really? I was in shock. Were oh, you yeah. the guy who rented it over and over again?
2: <laughs> um. <laughs>
1: Yeah, great. Par- yeah, that's Paradise
0: great. And Paradise Video, uh, let's give credit to Paradise yeah. Video. They were uh, in operation until in- so last year. Just yeah, a few yeah. months ago. Yeah. So, well, did either one of you get any himself. leftover inventory
3: from?
2: <laughs> oh yes, from, from Paradise. And lots. I have a lot of their decorations. Oh yeah, I cleaned them out. Yeah, as much as I
0: could. Yeah. And I just kept collecting movies over and over and over again. Um, another great one, which. Uh, uh, this has Japanese subtitles, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, nice. And I... I, I, I was, saw Disney.
2: yeah, Get to sing along in kanji. That's
0: fantastic. This is the 15th anniversary uh, edition. And again, uh, for people who don't know, this played... Uh, regularly every friday night at the historic io theater uh with the appropriate accompaniment of uh of rice and uh squirt guns and uh, the whole night and that actually began fairly early right it was like 77 78
3: yeah so it was yeah. just on the the cult status of that film and it was on maui yeah i got and, the, and there was every- a guy on a motorcycle that actually went with a turban. the turban. The
0: guy with yep. the turban, yeah. He was one of the guys that worked there, and he would ride up and down like meatloaf up and down. The, uh, <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Then there was another guy who pretended to be riding a motorcycle. Um,
2: I just love that, it, you know, and it's still playing somewhere, somewhere in America. Oh, yeah. It's still playing Absolutely. every night of the week. Yeah. People are still dressing up. It's it's a magical film that way. And really we nice.
0: we had uh, a couple live versions here on Maui. Oh yeah, the Eric Gilliam, Eric Gilliam. Ed
2: Fields, and Dale Button version. Yeah, for me, that's defi- and Amy Gilliam was in yeah. that. That was a definitive. Experience Eric says name.
0: he's going to do it again. He's I hope so because he was a great, great Frank He yeah. was the <laughs> costume still fits.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Why
0: not? Hey, he stays in shape. Yeah. Uh, the mouse that roared anything by Peter Sellers. Hmm. Uh, it, I I just love being there. Uh, one the of
2: party my, is my favorite. The Blake Edwards film. Really? I love the party. I Not so
0: much. Not so much. But the mouse that roared. I remember seeing it in the theater when I, and I just love that he would play all these different characters, uh, and, uh, and of course Doctor Strange love. Anything with it's Peter an amazing Sellers. film. Yeah. 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 Um. I don't mean to just go. No, let's go through stack. your collection. This is a fun uh, stack. Waking Life to me was a, 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 a it broke bounds. It was uh, really uh, uh, something I'd never seen. Uh, very similar to a dream state in a lot of ways, but yeah. animated in a very peculiar way. Uh, if you've never seen it. Uh, I don't know where you could find it, really. Uh, it might be on Netflix, maybe. It's
2: probably Netflix or Amazon yeah. somewhere. Yeah, I, I yeah. definitely encourage people to see that. It's It was shot conventionally, and then over the course of a few years, people hand-drew hand drew and also uh, digitally animated over every single frame, and they had different animators for each sequence, so which every scene has a very different feel and rhythm and look to it, and it's always meant to to copy the dream state. It's a brilliant film. Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy show up. This is Richard Linklater, for those of you who don't know, the right. director of Days of Confusion. Used
3: boyhood.
2: in Boyhood and in, and so many other brilliant films. This is one of his masterpieces. He did a film very similar in a very similar style to what a couple years later called A Scanner Darkly, um, which right. is also extraordinary. Right. It, waking Life and A Scanner Darkly are a great double feature That's by James the way. James
3: Spader, right? because in Scanner Darkly. No, Keanu uh, Reeves. Keanu, Keanu Reeves.
2: Yeah. yeah, Keanu and Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, it's good. Great stuff. It's real good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and just. Um, it it broke the mold really uh, i'd never seen anything quite like that yeah uh, i always want to uh, mention the beatles yellow submarine because we need some uh, some sense of optimism in this world and and that'll bring back the optimism of the 60s and the 70s
2: two nice animated movies there that's it's great wonderful unconventional yeah. yeah.
0: and the music of course and uh, i'm not familiar with the band <laughs> yeah and, uh,
2: the beatles
3: be, be- the beatles be- 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 the, be- be- the, be- be- the blue meanies yeah. they were some kind of mop tops
0: <laughs> That's right. The rattles, the rattles. Oh, the monkeys! The Let's monkeys. not That's the, the monkeys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, oh, the mighty a mighty wind, which was uh, part of a whole series of films, including Spinal Tap, which I wanted to bring, but I think I lent it to somebody and they never gave it back. Monsters. But again, uh, movies uh, on disc, you you get all those special features and uh, dialogues. And with Spinal Tap, if you can find the disc. It, it, the whole band sits in the low it feels like you're in the loges with the band and they're they're criticizing various scenes and, and one thing yeah. and another it's just uh, it's as funny as the original movie it is a brilliant film and i will admit when i first saw
3: it i didn't laugh once because it was so dead on yeah.
0: Yeah. i felt
3: like it was just actually
0: yeah. with a band yeah a their typical behavior i thought it was a straight up documentary well and the music was so good it was so solid yeah. it, it, these these guys could really play
1: I think, Michael, didn't you see the special features with us?
0: Um,
3: I'm going to take the fifth on that. <laughs> yeah. That means he but doesn't it, remember. You know, the
1: characters were going, oh, I really fell there. And people thought it was part of an act. And they were just sitting there as if they, again, it felt like a documentary. That yeah. they, they were watching themselves in a documentary. Well, it was
0: so true to yeah. uh, band life, too. And, you know, and the poor drummers who... <laughs> I, I'll be honest I didn't see it
2: until 2001 because it was re-released in theaters so I had a chance to see it for the first time on a big screen and it's exactly what you were talking about the movie is so deadpan there are times where I thought this doesn't even feel like a comedy this feels like a, like a great documentary yeah. and that's exactly what it is even though it's complete baloney
0: yeah and it seems like they're just talking casually amongst yeah. each other and, it's brilliant yeah. it's amazing
2: yeah. how far ahead of the curve that, that Rob Reiner was with that film and they, do you think they're...
0: Rob Reiner inspired Christopher
3: Guest? To take that approach to all of his films? I
2: suspect you did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's very much that feel. And by the way, thank you. That's my favorite of the Christopher Guest movies because Best in Show is also hilarious. In I love show. Best So is in Waiting show. for Guffman. But yeah, well, Mighty Wind is Guffman. my favorite.
0: For people who love dogs, Best in Show. For oh, it's people amazing. who love theater, yeah. uh, uh, Waiting for Guffman. And a uh, Mighty Wind for anybody who. who Despises folk music. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara are so touching and beautiful in that movie. I love those characters. Really? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it really felt like they had uh, a, a life together. Yeah. For a good long time. Um, I have to mention.
2: Oh, Jacques Tati. Jacques Tati. Yes, Tati. Oh, wow. One.
0: And this is one I don't know if you've ever seen this one, "Playtime," by uh, Jacques Tati. I saw it once. It's been so long. This is uh, it's so, such an unusual film. Uh, and he, he must have spent a fortune on the thing, the sets, huge sets. But if you have to see one movie by Jacques Tati, it's hard to choose between Mr. Hulot's Holiday and Mon oncle Mr. Hulot's Holiday, for me, is like a, a Paris or a French postcard. Hmm. It's like you're taken to this... Um, foreign place and this you felt like you were there you feel like you're and and it's a different time and a different attitude and a different culture and uh well I just love Jacques Tati so he he really uh Inspired me, not necessarily to do anything but, <laughs> <laughs> but he Inspired me to watch more movies I guess well, That's
2: great, and you got the Criterion disc; Those are the Cadillac of movie discs I yeah. still order stuff off of Criterion I know people are going, why are you still buying discs Because Criterion, as I said, it's a movie class in a box It's yeah. a film school in a box You'll learn everything you ever want to know about
0: that film That director, they are the best It's great stuff, if you want to learn more Or just be uh, amused It's just delightful It's And speaking of delightful, I have to give credit to Laurel and Hardy, Mm. my favorite comedy duo. Um, uh, They came out with uh, some wonderful films, so many shorts, some not as good as others, but uh, just great stuff. And I was lucky enough to be able to visit uh, Stan Laurel. When I was a kid, really, my dad was a uh, a reporter in L.A. And uh, one day he took me to Stan Laurel's house. Oh my gosh! And it was a little, kind of a bungalow place, which you kind you'd of see in L.A. or maybe Oakland. He's kind of curious. How old were you at the time? I was eight, wow. eight years old, and uh, and I loved Laurel and Hardy at that time. Guy, I used to go to the Saturday matinees all the time, and to be in his. In his company, he was just a very sophisticated, uh, quiet kind of gentleman, you know, like, like he was in the movies, kind of innocent and uh, uh, unassuming, and just... Uh,
3: did you see the recent film with uh, John C. Riley? Yeah. What did yeah, you like think it,
0: of it? it? It was okay, but it's hard to get past the, the original, especially if you've met one of them. Uh, and I was so lucky to be able to uh uh, go around and meet various actors and actresses. That's
2: amazing. Uh, thank you for sharing that. Because I'll tell you really quickly, one of the big milestones for me as a young man. I was nine years old uh, when I when when my family first moved out here, and one of the first the first celebrity I ever met was Richard Denning. He lived in Makawao, really? and he went to the same church that I went to. And of course, this is the guy who played the governor of, of Hawaii in Hawaii Five O, star of Creature from the Black Lagoon. He's in Affair to Remember. He's the guy who basically uh, gets dumped for Cary Grant, like most of us would. Um he was a he was an exquisite man and a beautiful man. And uh um there's a film with John Goodman called Matinee, where yeah. where John Goodman's this this, this old time B movie god and this little like boy William Castle. Yeah, like William Castle, and this little boy's following him around, asking him all these questions, like what was it like? It was exactly like my relationship with Richard Denning, and he was a lovely man. And to be a little boy and to meet the guy who was in the creature from the black lagoon and the black scorpion. I mean it was there's something very yeah. magical about meeting these oh, gods that, of cinema yeah. when you're a young man. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely, you just uh, you're dumbfounded. you dumbfounded. Know, I, I I would I didn't know what to say, so I just said nothing.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, so um, well, that's my my little stack. That's there. an amazing. Was stack. that a random
3: <laughs> stack though? You were just leaving the house and just grabbed these titles, or did you spend a couple hours going? I'll bring this one in. I'll bring this Bill one.
1: Doesn't in. prepare much for things because
3: <laughs> you've got hundreds, thousands
0: of movies. Yeah, at home. Oh, I do. Yeah. So what? And I've got old beta movie. I've got beta. You've got beta? Yeah. I, I have got, four beta tapes. I have I've got a no beta, beta one machine wow. that, that cost $3,000 when it came out. It was oh a professional gosh. beta one machine. It, it was a machine that actually people used to record music. On because it had a big old huge tape. People still prefer Beta. I know, like the the diehards
2: like v- VHS. No, like it was all about Beta. So, the, yeah. The quality was better. Yeah. And
1: Bill has laser discs.
0: Ooh, yeah, laser, laser discs. discs. I know. I know. <laughs> That's cool. Do you have a player? Do you get to watch them? No, or? I don't. But last time I checked, you could buy a new player. You could buy them in the box. They, oh yeah. They yeah. couldn't sell them at the at the time. Yeah. I just, they're beautiful things. Yeah. Uh, just. This big. If you got suburban. the space
2: for it, by all means, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And you, I love records because you got the cover and all the <laughs> information. I mean, these are little tiny things, I can't, I can't even read. I can't. See
2: I'm them. with you, and I'm sure you agree with yes. me. Yeah, I mean, I, I want tangible. I want to be able to read the liner notes. I want to hear what the artist thought. I, I want those things. I don't yeah. want just to, you know, and, and this makes me sound like an old fuddy duddy. And I don't care. I don't. I don't just want the digital download. I want to have a relationship with the art and the artist. I do, and that's that's how you get it. You're more of a young fuddy-duddy. I just well, I, I just turned 43 the other day, so I'm, I'm not getting any younger.
3: Well, since you've got a beta machine, I'll bring over my copy of The Stuntman on beta, Ooh. Inside Moves. Wow. But I forgot it, what the other two is are. It's a
0: beta one, though.
3: Yeah, they're really, it's super Beta thick.
0: one, really?
3: Yeah, I'll bring those over.
1: It's a popcorn party.
3: All right. Well, and good. I have my disc player. I haven't, I haven't played it in years, but oh. it still powers on, so yeah. maybe it'll may work. <laughs> I remember I used to work at the record stop. When we used to sell them, this would be like like 1981. It was a yeah. big deal. The movie 1941 was one of the early mm-hmm. releases that came out. Right. Um, I could watch the Ferris wheel over and over, going yeah, the ocean. Yeah, the Ferris wheel. <laughs> and then Alien was released. Oh, you know, because 20th Century Fox really went all out when they yeah. when DVDs came out. I mean, laser discs, and it was it was amazing because that was a, we just sat there in the store all day long, just watching John Hurt and that little creature pop out of his stomach, pause it with such clarity, like. <laughs> Study that scene over and over. <laughs> yeah. So the record store became film school
0: for us.
2: Cool.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: That's cool.
0: So are you guys seeing movies these days? Are you? Yeah, we just we we just went the other day. A I'm movie just, that you yeah. were invited to, by the way. Yeah, uh-huh. we couldn't find you.
1: The mistake.
0: What movie?
1: I texted you.
0: The Call of the Wild. Oh, oh The Call phone. of the Wild. I would have loved to see, see. That's a great story. I read the Bobby Bobby lost phone. Do we believe this story? Is this true? Yeah, she did. She's oh, no. losing
3: it, just no, losing no, no, no. it yeah. in general. We, we just thought you were upset with us, and, wow, they're mad. They don't like Please, want... we need therapy. Like, oh, I, I don't go to a movie with a, my guest who's going to be on the show. It has to be totally fresh.
1: Uh, we have a landline. You can look us up in the phone book. Oh, fantastic. Bill and Bobby Best, oh. so that saves us something.
0: Yeah, we're in a phone book. Do they still make those? Phone <laughs> no, book. But,
1: I, but people say, say...
0: Yeah, because Bobby
3: sits you, on it you, just to drive here. hey
0: <laughs> so <cool. that's> okay. <laughs> I
1: don't think I have your landline. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> We're in the phone book. Yes, we're in the phone book. I don't the have phone a phone book. Book. Yeah. I mean, I'm a visitor this time.
2: <laughs> so call of the wild. It's a good film. It's oh, it's not exciting. the book. That that's I think that's probably one of my biggest problems with it. The book is vicious and harrowing and yeah. disturbing. It's a survivalist story. Yeah, yeah. This is a boy and his dog movie basically, oh, and it's yeah. very well done. Um, I enjoyed it. The dog is digital, which is a which is interesting because this way it ensures there's no you know animal abuse or cruelty on the set of this movie. Right. So all the dogs. are digital and at times you can't tell but a lot of the times you can it didn't bother me that much i thought the movie was robust enough and exciting enough and yep. harrison ford's an excellent form in this movie he's yeah, he's I very see. he's very engaged you know yeah. when he's when he's not feeling it you can kind of tell this is not one of those cases he's really he's he's got great chemistry with uh, with the dog i mean obviously it's not the first time chewbacca but uh yeah he's very good with this cgi dog and the movie's very engaging
1: it's so good so you read the book
2: I sure did, yeah. And, yeah.
1: Joe, remember the scene where they're eating the, the mice? Yes. Mice stew. Uh-huh. that in the movie? No,
2: it is not. No, it's the book is so brutal and violent. In the movie, uh, they hint, there's one scene where they basically imply animal abuse, but uh, yeah, it's it's a different thing. Uh, this this is a movie I would happily share with my mom. The book, I will never read to my little girl, ever. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a horrifying book. Yeah, it's a yeah, great it book, is, but I mean, yeah. it's about survivalism and yeah. how men are, men are dogs and dogs are men. I mean, it's a... It's a gritty, gritty book Whereas this is very much A feel-good movie And that's fine But I mean You know It's one of these things Where it's, it's not A faithful adaptation Which I think some people Will have a bigger problem with so boy Do you, do you think
1: that you should read the book first before you see a movie?
2: I, I, I always think I always think you should. Uh, yeah, certainly in this yeah. case because it's Jack London. Um, White Fang is my favorite of, of London stories, but mm-hmm. but Call of the Wild. I mean, it's brilliant, but at the same time, it's it's tough. It's not an easy read because the violence is so hard. Uh, dogs are dying left and right in that book. People are abusing and kicking and beating dogs. It's a it's a tough story, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's I, also about the time. It's about that mentality. It's about how people treated these sled dogs. Sure. Whereas this is a movie about you know this. Pretty much this magical and indestructible dog whose friendship with Harrison Ford kind of redeems them both. They're both in need of redemption and they find it.
0: Well, there have been a couple dog movies uh, made recently. uh, Dog's Promise is was one of them i think uh, Dennis Quaid. Yeah.
2: Oh, that's right.
0: Um, there was one there was two last year's up. a
2: Dog's Promise and a Dog's Journey. I can't dog's tell them part to tell you the truth. Well, they're
0: supposed to be connected in oh,
2: is that the sequel? Cuz there was there was one I where so. i think Bryce Dallas Howard was the voice of the dog and i don't know. Cuz the
0: dog uh, reincarnates. Well, that's, that's the
2: one with Dennis Quaid. The dog is voiced dogs. by yeah, yeah, it's voiced yeah. by Josh Gad. Yeah, they did two of
0: those. They don't exactly say, "Well, the dog reincarnated now uh you know it's implied that the yeah. dog comes back in, as another dog and, and another of
2: course dog. there's never been a better movie than this than oh heavenly dog where the yeah. dog which Kid Chevy chase. chase comes back as benji
3: <laughs> and, we all want to be a dog hanging out with jane
0: seymour y- yes we do <laughs> and then there's a boy and his dog from harlan ellison which uh which i thought was uh a, a lot of fun that, that uh, dog uh, talks yeah, The dog talks. And he yeah. talked dirty. And, and dirty there's a post-apocalyptic yeah. uh, boy and his dog. That's that's brilliant. That Don, was Don, rated R, wasn't Don it? Oh, Johnson. yes, it was. Yes. Don Johnson. Right. And, is, and Jason Robards. And Jason. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's he was that, in yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was that, yeah. He was the dog. Was he the voice of the dog? Uh, who was the voice of the dog? I don't think No, was Robots. no, no. Uh, Robards uh, had a, uh,
2: a live-action support role, yeah, but robot. I can't remember who did the voice of the dog. Yeah, it <laughs> a great movie. And and that's the what dog, phones are for.
0: The dog <laughs> will eat people, evidently. Yeah. Uh, the dog Spoiler has, alert. The dog asks permission <laughs> Uh, if he could eat uh, somebody, <laughs> it's Produce a great movie. It from, it's hard to yeah. find
2: for some reason. It, it they should have re-released that film. It it, it deserves a really good disc. But it's a, it's a, it's more of an obscure film. But uh, it is one yeah. of the great
0: post-apocalyptic movies. Can it you came repeat
1: out that title. Boy a boy and, and his dog. Yeah,
0: boy and his dog. Yeah. And yeah. I, I've got the VHS. I didn't bring that one. But uh, boy and his dog was another.
2: That was one of those movies yeah. I'd watch when mom was not around. So <laughs> yeah. Did not have to explain that movie to my mom.
0: Uh, so horror movies, you're teaching a class mm-hmm. in horror movies that yes. you see. Mm-hmm. Uh, can anybody go or do you have to have so many credits? Uh, you have to be a... Uh...
2: Well, I mean, I welcome anybody, really. Um, you know, I, I obviously, it's people, people who are a part of the program want to take the take the whole gamut of the classes that I'm teaching and Brian Cohn is teaching and Adi Elad, the brilliant editor. Um, uh, but yeah, no, anybody can teach the classes. I welcome anybody and everybody. Um, and I, one thing I'm very specific about and I've been telling people about this class because the automatic response, 9 out of 10, is always, oh, I don't like horror movies. I don't like to be scared. Well, just so you know, know this class is gonna be a series of films that I've chosen that are probably a little more obscure and will help basically kind of create the idea of the history of films, history of horror films, why they're important, why what they have to say about us. I'm not showing the exorcist. It's it's overdone, people have seen it and you know it's it's um it's grotesque.
0: What about the one with Richard Burton? That was Richard Burton.
2: That was Richard Burton, and
0: uh, <laughs> the, heretic. the Exorcist. To the Heretic. Too. Yeah, it's not
2: the a heretic. great film. Yeah. No, but but you know I don't want the class to be you know um, an assault on the senses for anybody. So I've yeah. chosen. I'm not going to show Texas Chainsaw, and I don't need to. There's yeah. this this genre of horror is so vast. You don't need to show the, the most disgusting movies ever made to make a point. There's a lot of really great movies yeah. that are a little more obscure. I would rather show something like Don't Look Now with 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 Donald Sutherland, or my favorite '80s slasher movie April Fool's day which is a brilliant film not a lot of people have seen there's a the great dead of night from 1940 the first horror anthology film it's brilliant few people have ever seen it and it's a very influential movie there's a lot of stuff you could do without showing them the stuff with all the blood and guts and yeah. you know that's not that's not what all horror films are
0: i so, thought get out was a really interesting get out is brilliant. yeah it's a great
3: film and uh, <clears throat> uh i looked at it as half a comedy was that just me no it is you know, it was yeah
0: you know. i i I think so. and I kept I th- trying
3: to tell people go see this. You'll really
0: enjoy it. And they're like, no, I don't want to see a scary movie. Well, I think a good scary movie should should have some laughs thrown in to kind of break the uh, Jack. The I'm
2: sorry, I called you a meatloaf. <laughs> Yeah, well, ho- good horror films have something to say. That's what I love about this genre. It's like science fiction. Yeah. The the genre, science fiction horror, it's just the Trojan horse for the filmmaker to say what's on his mind. You were talking about George A. Romero. His movies are always that. His movies are never about the zombies. It's yeah. always about something else. Yeah. Well, so I love stories. I story- want
1: to yeah. ask you about the... Your class, yeah. So you assign the movies as homework.
2: We're at, we're watching in class together. The class is three hours, so I'll start off with a lecture, and then we'll watch the film together in this nice big screening room, uh, which is very comfortable and a big screen. And then we'll take a, like a five ten minute, minute break, let it set in with them, and then we'll have a Q and A. And then, as I joke, we'll all you know fearfully, terrifyingly uh, go out to the parking lot together because it'll be about eight <laughs> o'clock. So we'll hold hands. <laughs> Has anyone ever dozed on. off? Yeah. Uh, I had one student who did, but he said he was on Mushrooms. This was years ago.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, so, because I don't like to watch violence. Sure. I can't avoid reading about it because I'm a compulsive reader, but... Um, if I took your class, then you would convince me that I shouldn't stay away from horror films?
2: I think you would be more interested in them um, because obviously, you know, with all art, I mean, you have to, you know, not everything is good. Um, There's a lot of junk out there. I mean, if you were to just go to the box office and look at our choices right now, there's a lot of junk in the movies. But with the horror genre, it always excites me because filmmakers really have to show what their stuff is made of when they make a horror film. It takes a lot to scare people. uh, Horror movies, I mean, you have to start with, it's like world building with science fiction. You have to create the world. You have to create the logic, the rules, of whatever it is. It takes not only a lot to scare people, but, Filmmakers tend to be the most demonstrative with horror films. That's why I love the works, for example, of like Brian De Palma. I mean, this this guy is like whenever he makes a horror film, he really tries to make the scariest movie ever made. Every time he goes at it, um, a lot of filmmakers are like that. And I love Jordan Peele. That's another good example. His movie Us, which came out last year, that's a terrifying film. Yeah. It's one of the scariest movies yeah, I've really. seen in a long time. Yeah, yeah. And again, it's just
3: like another. Beautifully done, updated Twilight Zone. Yeah, it's just like it's not what people are thinking when they go to see it. Yeah, it's that's smart completely.
2: and it's inventive. You really do feel like it's one of these things where you you have to make an adjustment. What is this? What is the logic of this world? It's scaring you in ways that surprises you, and that's that's exciting to me because movies are over a hundred years old, but we're still able to find new and inventive ways to tell these stories yeah. and to you know and and have these stories mean something. Us means something different to everybody. It's a lot of different interpretations to, as to what that film means. And I'm sorry, but you know when we got to Scream 4, there wasn't any nuance. Scream 4 was, you know, and I love Wes Craven. I miss Wes Craven. I do. But, uh, you know, some his worst movies aren't about anything. Um, the best horror films all are about something. Yeah,
3: yeah. Well, with Wes Craven's being out of the picture, what is your take on Saw? And now they're doing a reboot.
0: They're doing I, with, more Saw? With Chris Rock. Yeah. With Chris
3: Rock. I so will, I'm intrigued yeah. for a franchise that I never cared for at all. Yeah. Yeah, I I welcome that. Um, This would be the kind of movie that Bobby would stay away from.
0: And I I, uh, kind of uh, didn't want to see the the Saw series. And yet
3: it's still, it's all performance. It's all make-believe. We know that going in. So we know it's not real when we're watching it. How do you explain that to people? Like Bobby's like, I can't, I can't watch this. The
0: story has to be logical (laughs) for one thing. It has to make sense. You know, you can't just put a bunch of people in a room and they're all chained to the wall. Well, that's what's missing right now in this room. We have got, we have cameras on us. It's black. We're in a room. <laughs> and we can't <laughs> leave. Well, the other one, uh, which is similar, <clears throat> I think, in some ways, was Cube. Which, oh, Cube. Again, you, yeah. uh, there are people all together for some reason. Yeah. And they're being killed one by one mm-hmm. in various ways, in various horrible ways, really. It's a
2: similar, you know, it's a very similar idea. And it all goes back to Agatha Christie, Ten Little Indians. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. It's just a very high-tech or more innovative or more disgusting way of doing it. I'm not a fan of the Saw movies either. I'll tell you this anecdote really quick. And I don't like those movies in general. My first year of officially being a professional movie critic from Maui Time Weekly, my very first year, uh, the editor-in-chief at the time was Anthony Pignataro. And, oh, no, Jacob Schaefer. I'm sorry. Jacob Schaefer was before that. So Jacob... Jacob calls me and says, "Hey Barry, um, you got to see Saw Six this weekend. We've actually had some emails. <laughs> he said we had we've had some emails. We've had some people ask about it, so please see Saw Six this weekend." And I'm like, "I'm sorry, I'm not your guy. I've seen <laughs> Saw One. I hated it. I don't want. I, I don't like these movies. I don't want to see them." And he said, "Barry, I'm sorry, but I'm not asking. So please, I want my review by Monday morning. Are we cool? I'm like, sure." So I go to the theater and th- in the opening scene of the movie. This African-American woman is tied to a chair and she's forced to chop off her own arm. And then they have the opening credits and then they cut to her in the hospital room and the doctor says, what happened to you? And then they flash back to the scene we just saw two minutes earlier. I've never seen a movie have so much disdain for an audience's intelligence. Like well, like how how – how, what happened to her arm oh that's right thank god we had a flashback to something that just <laughs> happened five minutes earlier I've never seen a movie think its audience is so stupid yeah. and it wound up being a great review for me because it's a terrible film it's hysterically bad in so many ways <laughs> yeah, It, yeah. Uh, you know but it
3: is but it, weren't they sticking to their formula they knew would bring people in
2: oh yeah it, 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 Torture. This,
3: porn. it's totally They're yeah torture porn. torture porn
2: but yeah. the thing about the Saw movies I gotta hand it to them there's so many flashbacks it's like a soap opera you'll, you'll get caught up within five minutes there's so much filler there's yeah. so many flashbacks yeah. they're terrible films they're awful movies so I'm curious with this Chris Bar- Chris Rock redo and Samuel Jackson's in it it doesn't guarantee it's going to be good but at least it'll be different it the sounds one- like it'll be funny it, maybe and well, the, yeah, the one Samuel that I'm Jackson, really excited yeah. about and the trailer comes out this weekend maybe you saw this Candyman they're redoing Candyman Jordan Peele is the producer oh really yeah so I'm, I'm very curious because that. alright character- everybody raise your hand who's done it in front of a mirror oh not me never you've
3: never said Candyman no. three times? never I've All never right.
2: <laughs> No, no. And I met Tony Todd. I got to interview him. He's a lovely man. Um, but he's terrifying. And those, movies really, <laughs> those movies really scare me. But no, I'm interested because the character is really loaded. Um, that series has a lot of subtext. It's about, it, it's about slavery and abuse and, and black oppression. There's a mm. lot going on in those yeah. movies. So I'm very curious what Jordan Peele is going to bring to it. That comes out in the summertime. In fact, it comes out a month after the new Saw. So fingers crossed that it's, that it's any good.
3: And Jordan Peele's own film. Or does that come out this spring? I don't know when his new movie's coming
2: out. He does have a... Because that's a preview that is
3: just
0: like. Are you talking about Antebellum? What, yeah, what is Yeah, He's is a this producer. He did, he did not
2: direct it. Yeah, that, he's a producer on that film. That's a big fat secret. No one knows what it's about.
0: Well, didn't he also do the Twilight Zone series? Yes, he did.
2: He spearheaded the, <clears throat> but that's of the new Twilight Zone. It's on Hulu? Or? It's on CBS uh, All Access, yeah.
0: yeah. It's a little annoying when you want to see some of these shows, and then what do you have to buy into another. I can't stand it, Bill. I can't
2: stand that. How you have to get all these different streaming options and how Amazon, a lot of these guys, are basically holding your movie hostage. I was telling you this, like every fourth of July, I love to watch the Jeff Bridges Tommy Lee Jones movie blown away. It's kind of a fourth of July tradition. It ends with fireworks. Whatever, I'm weird. <laughs> so I wanted to watch it this year and Amazon said you can you could watch it for four ninety nine. Like, no.
1: No, I shouldn't already have to be paid for it, yeah, I've already
2: paid for this. I shouldn't yeah. have to pay more money to see a movie that came out in nineteen ninety four that no one remembers but me. no, absolutely not.
3: I can't and stand that He's a and,
0: professional critic yes it's
3: all, I was telling you uh, right after you told me that that it was actually on the air on television, yeah, and it's run several times, so it's yeah. weird that where they're distributing all these yeah. pipelines to. Some are free, some aren't. There's too
0: many, too many. Uh, We have Amazon and Netflix, and I mean, you could spend all day going down the list of Netflix movies, and some people have said, yeah, I, I... Two hours later, I was still going down the list of all the movies. And you see a little clip and another little clip, and pretty soon, yeah, it's time to go to bed. Yeah, <laughs> you
2: know? No, I do that, too. It's, it's, it's what, what, what I miss from our generation. We used to just spend, what, for me, it was two hours going through video stores, yep. looking through those titles. Yeah. You know, Right here. Yeah, exactly. Right here, <laughs> Exhibit A, yeah. And after two hours, I'd be like, oh, Return of the Living Dead, that looks good. I'm not going to tell Mom I'm renting that, but yeah, yeah.
0: And then there was the little back room too. Uh, I have to say. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, well, I, the
3: little yeah. back
2: room. I worked at Video Land and TV in Pukalani, which is right down the street from one of the Paradise Videos. I am curious, and I, Yellow.
0: What's that? I am I'm curious, curious yellow? yellow. Yes. Yes. That one. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't yeah. Wasn't that sexy? Wasn't that sexy?
2: Flossy.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, go
2: on. Anyway, no, no, no. Uh, I had to. One of my jobs in working at that video store, which I love, in a closed in '95, um, I had to clean up that room. Oh. And sometimes, sometimes road. it was like a CSI. Job. Clean up oh, in the back room. Oh my gosh.
0: I worked yeah. at Cinema so, Okay,
2: the one yeah. in Puglani, or up which in Pukulani,
0: one? yeah. I love that yeah, story for, for quite a while. Oh wow! Yeah, I, I just the I probably gave you my money many, 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 many times. Just here. Take as many as you want home and watch them. I never got any sleep when I was working there, <laughs> I was watching so many movies. All yeah,
2: time. for me that was that was my film library. That was my first film yeah. education. A guy, yeah. a lovely guy named Ged Bryant, who goes yeah. by DJ Ged. Yeah, Ged's a great DJ guy. Yeah, sure. Love Ged. He, he was uh, our he roommate. Gave me Oh really? Yeah, I, I love this guy. He uh, he gave me my first job there, um, and I used to go in there all the time. And he always treated me like like a grown up. He never treated me like a little kid, and I loved working for him. And he really got me my education of film and also uh, reggae. Got me into reggae music at That's a very right. young age. Yeah, yeah. yeah, super cool guy. One of the great gatekeepers of
0: my life, who basically just like gave you know opened the door for me. And
2: yeah, got to work at a video store.
0: So we're we're getting down to the last almost ten minutes now. Uh, can I get recommendations for movies? Mis- Michael?
1: Uh, that dog movie was the first one I've seen in a long oh, time. Oh, <laughs> really?
0: Oh, the dog movie. The Call of the Wild, the call yes.
1: Of the wild. <laughs> one of my favorites is King of Hearts.
0: Oh, great. King of Hearts. Yeah, Alan Bates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alan Bates.
1: I, I like stuff about crazy people because I identify.
0: <laughs> well, if you like that, you you might want to see The Shout. Hmm. You never saw the shout? I know the name. Who's the in the shout? Uh, I think it's Alan Bates. Is it Alan Bates? Gosh! Yeah. And he has a shout. <laughs> he has an ability <laughs> to shout. To oh, yeah. shout, yeah, yeah. It was very powerful. It's a, it's a most remarkable. I have to look I'm into that. Interesting. You've never I know seen the
2: it. title. Yeah. Well, there's a movie with John Travolta called Shout. That's the first thing I thought of, and it's obviously not that movie. No, no. The shout.
3: Okay. The shout. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um. And uh, I'm trying to think of. There was this other film Biodome? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, there's so many movies right I just killed a just just thing
2: Biodome. You know, bringing up bad poly shore movies will do that, you know. What about Rapture? Do you like that movie? Yeah, The Rapture with Mimi Rogers? It's Michael Tolkien, the guy who wrote David Degovney. Yeah. I don't
0: think I've seen that.
3: I mean the movie delivered. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like there's really a rapture. That's why it was years later when the inn
2: came out. I was like, yes, here's another movie like The Rapture, only funnier. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Boy, well, we're catching up on a few. Rapture's an amazing film. Yeah, if you could find it, it's another hard one to find, but it's brilliant. But
3: my recommendation it goes against his recommendation, and that's <laughs> Knives Out. <laughs> uh, well, really? I was obligated to bring this up.
0: Oh, really? Is that, you didn't care for the, <laughs> I the just the, I didn't think it was either.
2: particularly memorable. I, it's, it's very well done, it's well acted, but <laughs> I just thought it was kind of bland and forgettable.
0: You know, I'm always suspicious of movies where there are a lot of stars, mm-hmm. specifically stars you haven't heard much from yeah. in a while, and then they bunch them all together, and uh, I guess that's supposed to attract you to the movie. Well, right. the
3: guy that saw the movie with me, he didn't know who anybody was. He just knew Daniel Craig, Now, was it. Daniel Craig, yeah. He didn't yeah. recognize Jamie Lee Curtis from Halloween or anything. 48 hours, not not 48 hours, Oh, these uh, young people. Places. They, they know. so much to learn, so much to learn. So for him, it wasn't an all-star cast at all. Yeah, this was an intriguing movie.
2: I'll go against Michael's recommendation and recommend the real Knives Out, which is called Clue the Movie, which came out 30 years ago and stars Tim Curry, and that's a great film. I think that's, that's what I wanted Knives Out to be more like.
3: Is that the ultimate Tim Curry movie, or is it Rocky Horror Picture Show or Legend? Well, it was based on the game.
2: It's a hard call because, yeah, Legend's another one. Um, He literally and figuratively looms so large in that film. Uh, I'm always terrified for Tom Cruise in that movie. I think he does not have a shot against, against Tim Curry playing darkness, literal darkness. It's a great movie, Legend.
0: What can we expect uh, for our summer movies coming up? Uh The
2: the 80s are back. We got Bill and Ted face the music. We got a new Ghostbusters. We've got Top Gun Maverick. It's basically a return to nostalgic. So. I'm excited about that. I want those movies to be great. I've, you know, I've been wanting a Top Gun two since 1986. I've been wanting Bill and Ted three since the early 90s. Um, and I'm curious to what an official sequel to Ghostbusters is going to look like. And it's it's directed by Jason Reitman, Ivan Reitman's son. The original cast is in Bill it. Bill Murray is in Bill it. Bill Murray's again. in it. Yeah. Paul Rudd's in it. It looks wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I want those movies to work. I really do. I don't know if it's going to be any good. Um, <laughs> so it's a nostalgic summer for There's me. There's a good
0: chance they it won't be good i know I, mean, I need to lower the bar but any sequel any sequel but there are very so, few sequels that really made it uh, the true. alien series i thought was excellent
2: blade runner 2049 was another one that that blew my mind i didn't expect that to be any good yeah. I, th- I thought it was the best film of the year i love that movie yeah yeah so. so you never know anything original you see, coming to summer? Absolutely no, no. Actually, uh, the, the new Christopher Nolan film *Tenet* comes out, and it stars uh, Denzel Washington's son, John David Washington. It Tenet. Looks in, Tenet. Okay. *Tenet*. *Tenet*. T E N E T *Tenet*. Yes, looks incredible. Yeah, uh, Robert Pattinson's in it too. Yeah,
0: it's really good. So we can look forward to that <laughs> in any, the any, summer. Yeah,
2: anything. Movies. Yeah, that comes out in July. Anything Nolan does, he's uh, he's making art films at a you know at a at a marvel size budget. This guy uh, really does not care if the audience does not get it. He makes these very intellectually challenging films. It's amazing that Inception got made. I love Inception. But if you read that as a script, it's impossible. How, how, I can't believe they gave that guy $170 million to make this movie that, that is just impenetrable. And then you see the movie. It's, it's
0: brilliant. But But confusing. Incredibly confusing, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, is
3: there any truth to the rumor later this year that there will be an expanded version of Once Upon a Time, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood?
2: I don't think so. No. Um, just because Tarantino keeps doing this, he's been talking about Kill Bill the whole bloody affair <laughs> for over a decade now. He's been saying that he's going to do a movie where where he combines the two Kill Bill movies into one big five hour experience, and it has not happened. And I, and I don't blame Tarantino. I mean, he's a, he's a very forward thinking kind of guy. He doesn't you know go back and redo his old films or remaster. He's not like Spielberg or Scorsese, yeah. um, so that's fine. But at the same time, uh, yeah, it would, it would be nice to have an extended "Once Upon a Time in Hollywood." My favorite movie from Well, Monster. the guy that
3: just went to jail yesterday—he was the reason Grindhouse right. got split into two separate movies, right? And it was a great film experience to see both of them together. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. It
0: was like a Saturday matinee. Yeah, it was and the burn movie. And the they had to have the previews. previews. yeah, yeah.
2: But, but unlike Michael and I, there were a lot of people who did not get that film. They left after the first feature. They did not understand really? that you're supposed to stay for four hours. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And there's only three showtimes a day for that movie. So you know, I know it, it cost that studio a fortune. They lost a ton of money. But it was one of the most wonderful experiments the last ten years to bring that back. This scuzzy, sleazy, dry movie with an a cast and yeah. a budget i love that
0: film right. and it, it looked all scratchy like it had been around for a while death
2: proof is my favorite tarantino film and i know it's not a so popular it, choice but what I am i to love too? death yeah. proof oh kurt russell <laughs> as a sleazy bad guy yes, yes anything
0: with kurt russell in it he's yeah. the man yeah yeah, yeah. um which so- was nice to see
3: him make an appearance in once upon a time in hollywood yeah yeah yeah, a great a role. role.
0: Did you like that film? Uh, I found it quite. A, I found it intriguing. Uh, you know, I'm a little put off by uh, uh revisionist oh. uh, history, sure, sure. which Tarantino likes to yes, do very much. Uh, now be careful;
3: don't want to spoil it for anybody no. who hasn't seen it yet. No, but so, I went into the theater with trepidation for months, thinking, "Is he going to deliver on what we know happened?" And I don't want to see that on screen. So when we got that revisionist yeah. look, yeah. it was yeah. it was like the ending we really wanted. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and and Glorious Yeah, same Bastards deal. Exactly. Yeah, right. I was like, yeah, I know, <laughs> get
0: those Nazis. Right. <laughs> All this pent up emotion for years. I grew up <laughs> hating those Nazis, and now finally.
1: Rah, 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 rah.
2: And I got that with with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It felt like this is Tarantino, who knows this story, knows about the Manson so well, yeah. and has, has been haunted yeah. by it as we all have, he really gave us the fairy tale ending we've always wanted and never gotten, and and we'll never get.
0: <laughs> well, there's for so me, many
1: Brad Pitt. That's all you have to say, well, and I'm there, shirtless
0: Brad Pitt, <laughs> folks. Yeah, man. Uh, horror movies, though there there are certain uh, genres that uh, sometimes I try to avoid the the. Uh, the story of the teenagers who decide to go... Uh, the to fornicating teenagers. A cabin. <laughs> fornicating, <laughs> pot-smoking teenagers. You those know, darn kids. I mean, evil evil dad did, did the best, uh, one of the best yeah. jobs. Sure. A cabin in the Woods was an amazing Brilliant. twist. Brilliant. Yeah. great film. On that story. But for the most part, it's just uh, monsters chasing you, you're chasing the monster, right. back and forth, back and forth, kill or be killed. That, that doesn't interest me sure. at all, so... We're in the company of some uh, great moviegoers. And uh, uh, Barry Worst, if you just joined us here on KAKU, Mike McCartney, Michael of uh, Larry John fame, Michael John, (laughs) and Bobby D. Bobby D. Best.
1: Well, so. I'm looking forward to this class you're teaching. One I would three. love
0: to have you in there on all sincerity. Oh, Everybody yeah.
2: in here, all of you. Are great. you going
1: to teach a science fiction one, too? I or hope so. Or a fantasy one? I hope
2: so, yeah. My, uh, Brian Cohn and I have been brainstorming all the time, but this, mm-hmm. is, this is where we are right now, and I'm very excited about that class. I'm
3: still waiting for them to do the romantic comedy, but they're not going to do it. <laughs> they're not going to do rom-coms at all.
1: No.
2: Well, Brian's doing a class on comedy. That's probably the closest you'd get to it. Yeah.
3: All right, we've got five seconds. Oh, Do we really? <laughs> we do.
1: So thanks to Maui Toyota. That's what I got to say. Oh,
0: I guess we have to go. Uh, It's been uh, great having you all here. What a surprise. Thanks for having me. Yeah, It's been fun. I'm Bill Best with uh, Bobby D. Best and uh, uh, Company. This is Off the Record. We're live every Tuesday and Thursday, 11 a.m. with uh, just incredible guests, and uh, we thank you all for joining us today. It's been fun. Peace out, homies. Talking about movies. Bye, everybody. All right. Aloha.